0: Hello, ducks fans! Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. It's been a while, hasn't it, Nate? It's been a while <laughs> since we've done a Quack
1: Report, epi.
0: <laughs> Careful get that. Uh, How was that? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> They're like this sounds too on par. Flag it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, it's better God. than I could have done. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. You can do so, you can do some pretty good voices too.
0: Yeah, it depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like it's been. Uh, we didn't do one Sunday because there was. We did a watch, or no, because you were you were busy. We did. We didn't do one last Wednesday because there was a watch along. Yeah, so, so it was been last Sunday. Before
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was the one so, where
0: my, my voice
1: was gone. and.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Oh. And we were doing like some ASMR stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And
1: the only reason I remember that actually, that like, we even did that, is because uh, our friend, shout out to Kaylee, was like giving us play by play of her listening to it <laughs>
0: and sending us gifts along yeah. the way. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> yeah. She K- compared yeah, your K- voice <laughs> to, oh, what's her name? Why can't I remember her uh, name? Roz. Roz, thank you. Yeah, from Monsters Inc. <laughs> I'm
1: watching you, Wasowski. Always watching.
0: <laughs> that was pretty good. That one was really good.
1: <laughs> oh man, I, I actually I, I laughed out loud. Actually, genuinely laughed out loud when I saw that. Like, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. So. yeah. That was good. That was good. Uh, that was very good. <laughs> I see we got Marcus joining in from uh, vacation in England. Hey, it's oh, jealous, <laughs> dude. It's 3 in the morning. I have to be up at 9 a.m. to go on a train at 10 to go to London.
1: Dude, dedication. Thank you very much, Marcus. Thanks for tuning Uh, in. Can we get some air horns for
0: Marcus? Because you still haven't
1: sent me the keyboard file.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I told you, I don't want you to have this power during the Battle of Alberta.
1: (laughs) But you can have it? Come on. Yes. That's not fair.
0: That's (laughs) not fair. Hey, I put in the hard five-minute work to put this together, so... (laughs) Actually, it, w- it was like an hour because I was being dumb, but you know, <laughs> still. <laughs> oh, he says he stayed man. up just for this, to be honest. Oh, ah, thank you very much, We man. appreciate it, Marcus. We do appreciate
1: it. But also, make sure to get some sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't want to miss your train. That would uh, no. be rough, but pretty cool that you're in England. That's a place I have not been able to visit yet, but I think it would be pretty awesome. So.
1: Supposed to go last year, but the pandemic oh, kind of right. put a kibosh to that. So, yeah, I was there, yeah. and... Uh, and- Ireland, Scotland. I honestly forget which one I was supposed to do. Ireland. Yeah. But we were supposed to have, like, time in uh, London and that sort of thing, so. Oh, yeah. But eventually, yeah. eventually I'll be able to do it, so. One day, yeah. One uh, day. We also got
0: Allie tuning in. Quack, quack, what's up? I figured you didn't do one because you were too hungover from the back <laughs> of
1: Alberta. <laughs> no, uh, like, if we're, if we're talking about, oh, no, the Sunday, you yeah, know, the Sunday there was a game. Um, yeah, no, I was just, I was just out of town. That's all it was. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And he wouldn't want it to do one anyways after. No, that was that terrible. Like, showing.
1: Yeah. We, we were talking about it on the live stream for uh for game four last night. And uh I, I watched like a good chunk of the first period and it was fine, but I'm kinda glad that I didn't I didn't have a chance to see the rest of it. Uh except for <laughs> you know, like highlights after the fact and ugh, that was that was bad. Um, It wasn't as bad for game four, luckily from a viewing perspective on my part, but uh, it it was still pretty rough as well. Um, That that stream is still available on the THP and YouTube channel as well. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe to that uh, if you haven't already as well. And uh, turn on the notification bell, then you know when we're live for that, which is game five, potentially six and seven from here on out. So, I mean... Oh you I would, missed
0: you. <laughs> I,
1: I would like to have at least a game six. That'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> both, both for uh you know for my flames viewing pleasure, but also for uh for my pocketbook. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> for my oh, wallet. Yeah, I've got you, you, you put money on the down on the series going to six games. So I didn't actually so. do it. Oh no, you didn't? No, oh. I didn't. I oh, thought, I thought about did. it,
1: but I didn't. So Gotcha. But, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean you still predicted it to go to six games like yeah so, when, yeah. so. fingers crossed fingers crossed <laughs> yeah so um we got Lauren chiming in here with a quack quack hey Lauren welcome What's up, back Lauren and uh going back to our conversation with Marcus here uh, Ali says I went to Ireland once and stayed on a peacock farm highly recommend ooh sweet that's cool very nice very nice i uh we'll- Oh, I, gonna say, I, I don't ever, think I've ever actually like seen a peacock before, so I don't know if it would like be annoying to be on a peacock really? farm. No, have like you, I've seen a peacock, but like not in person. Have you never been to the Calgary Zoo? Uh, no, I have. I just Is they peacocks there, dude? They just like wander the park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, it's All like right. trying to find Mickey Mouse at Disneyland. Going to like <laughs> the Calgary
1: Zoo. Apparently, we're gonna go find some <laughs> ducks and peacocks.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've only been like maybe three times. In my okay. life, okay. Okay, one of those go. times was in the winter time to see the zoo lights. So
1: ah, fair enough. Okay, it's we gotta we gotta go right at some part. point because I also want to go see the penguins. I like going to see the penguins. Oh, yeah. Those are my yeah. those are my favorite They're part fun. of the exhibit. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> But uh, we also got uh Craig Granger uh, tuning in here saying uh, go Flames, but G A or G E A U X Flames. <laughs> 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 How's going, Craig? Um. Yeah, I mean, we, we got a little bit of Ducks news. Nothing Tad. too crazy, but just yeah. something small. Do we want to get into it here? Yeah,
0: let's do it. You're, you, this is uh, your said, show, dude. I, yeah, I know. I, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> You're used to watch a lot at this point. Yeah, apparently. you like, yeah, the Jazz is going to keep going. That's how we'll feel time. It's It's been, what, like 10 days since we did so our last like, episode, and I already forget how to do this.
1: Yes. Sir. This happens eight, all the time. Eight days, I think, YouTube <laughs> said when I was trying to pull up back information.
0: <laughs> uh, so, so Get's Laugh uh, was nominated uh, as a finalist for the King Clancy uh, Trophy, which goes to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. Um. I feel like we've briefly talked about this. I think it must have been on a on a watch-along. or It,
1: it must have been. Or did we just um, talk
0: about it in general?
1: I don't remember, to be honest with you.
0: It had to have been a watch-along. Yeah, it, it had to have been.
1: Yeah, it was a watch-along or... Oh, no, it's the Masterton. Um, maybe that's what we were talking about, the Masterton Trophy. Because I think Getzlaff got nominated for that from the Ducks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe.
0: I'm double-checking yeah. that now. Yeah, cuz that's the one where or is that it's that one in the King Clancy where everybody every team nominates one player, right?
1: Yeah, the the Masterton Trophy is uh the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship and dedication to hockey. Um yeah, I don't oh, who did it say? Oh yeah, here we go. PHWA announces the 2022 Masterton Trophy nominees. Yeah, Getslaff was nominated for it. So yeah, okay. we were talking about the Masterton trophy, not, the, gotcha. uh, not gotcha. the King Clancy.
0: So Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Getslaff nominated for the Kling Clancy Kans- King. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Klingon. <laughs> Getslaff nominated for the King Clancy Trophy, uh, along with Darnell Nurse of Edmonton and PK Suban of New Jersey. Uh and this is Getslaf Getslaugh's first time being nominated. I I think Subban's fourth, if I remember that correctly. Um, oh, geez. And I think Nurse's first as mm-hmm. well. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a. Uh, I mean we saw it with his um, uh, his last game at Honda Center, right? Like all the support mm-hmm. of and all the people he was talking to from all over the community, um, kind of on his way out for I think it was before warm ups, right? Like you, you kind of saw the people that he yeah had touched along the way. So it was
1: it was it was when he was arriving to the rink for that game, but yeah, uh, just you know tons of people lining the hallways and that sort of thing and um, I forget if it was a past episode or watch a longer i I don't even remember like who I was talking to. It might not have even been you. who knows, I just like to yeah. talk hockey in general, <laughs> um, but you could there, there's a difference between you know like and, and a lot of the time you can tell like there there's let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of great actors in hockey, there are. Yeah, some don't (laughs) get me wrong, Um, but uh, you know, there's there's kind of the difference. Like sometimes you can tell when someone's like you know pretending to recognize or that sort of thing. Ryan Gesslaff looked like he genuinely recognized every single person in that hallway, Mm -hmm. and like gave them a moment and everything like that as well. So, Um, but yeah, you're right. He's he's helped out a lot of people, Um, and uh, yeah, just to um. Yeah, there was some information here in this article on the Ducks website. I'm just trying to find it here exactly. Uh, where did that go? Where did that go? Um, oh, yeah. So Getzlaff has spearheaded numerous organizational charitable uh, charitable initiatives throughout his 17 NHL seasons in Southern California, including the launch of the Ducks Learn to Play program in 2008. Getzlaff donated his time and resources to help kids skate who otherwise couldn't afford to play with 18,000 kids. No, I didn't read that wrong. 18,000 kids having participated in the Learn Play program to date, while he has helped provide 9,500 kids with full sets of hockey equipment. Throughout his career, he has also helped the Anaheim Ducks Foundation, raise more than $15.5 million to support its mission to produce positive change for children and families throughout Southern California by providing educational opportunities, broad, uh, helping raise over $4.27 million to fund impactful research for the nonprofit organization. Cure Duchesne raises awareness and funds research to find a cure for, uh, I, I really hope I'm saying that right, Duchesne, uh, Duchesne muscular dystrophy. Uh, dystrophy, uh, a progressive muscle disease that impacts one in every three thousand five hundred boys.
0: That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of done. stuff yeah. and
1: that's a lot of money that yeah. he has put towards and helped raise and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So very deserving and uh, it feels almost fitting that it's you know, at the end of his final season in the NHL, yeah, that he's uh, that he's up for this award.
0: It's it's kind of like a cap on everything too especially cuz like yeah. this last year was very much a transition into like okay what's like the legacy I can leave on the game and like yep. some of these players that are just entering the league so like this trophy is kind of like the capstone of like okay this is what I've like this is my legacy on hockey in general not just in yeah, the exactly with the Ducks so it's like leave a legacy or like win a cup you know break a bunch of records for yourself and then like leave a legacy on like some of the young guys, leave a legacy for the ducks, leave a legacy for the NHL, leave a legacy for hockey in general. Like it's just so much mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, it's just kind of, he's slowly getting that recognition for everything that he's done now because it it's coming to the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think, uh, this comment from Ali was in regards to the, um, amount of like full kits of gear that, uh, he was able to provide with his foundation mm. wow that's so many in such a short time like yeah it, yeah like you say like all those numbers and you said that was 2008 was kind of when he started the uh yeah 2008 right?
1: uh 2008 was the start of the ducks learn to play
0: program yeah so like in my mind that's a long time ago but really that's mm. like 14 years ago like that's not a, not a long time for a like charitable foundation to be around so to accomplish that much is like crazy yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, there was also a comment here from Ali. Uh, it's crazy that Subban's been nominated so many times, though. Going to have to look up what he's done. I'm just pulling up their article uh, right now, The Devils. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a finalist, actually, for the third straight year and his fourth time overall. Um, and that's between Montreal, Nashville and now New Jersey as well, having been there for a few seasons. Yeah. Um, Subban launched the Blue Line Buddies uh, to help bridge the gap between law enforcement and underprivileged children uh, with game day in-person meet and greets. Uh, he brought the program from Nashville to New Jersey there in Newark. Uh, and even with the challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, Subban continued to, to do the program by holding those meet and greets via uh, you know like Zoom or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past uh, Subban has donated millions of dollars to the Montreal Children's Hospital uh, and established PK's helping hand a foundation to provide financial support to families with children suffering from illnesses his efforts have included a 10 million dollar pledge to the Montreal Children's Hospital in 2015 which is the largest ever donation by a Canadian athlete or pledge uh, a 1 million dollar gift in March for uh, Les uh, the hospital's new mental health clinic, and donations for Ukrainian cancer patients who have been uprooted amid their country's current war. Additionally, he has spread his personal credo to change the game by speaking out on racial and social and uh, justice issues and serving as the co-chair of the NHL's Player Inclusion Committee, which guides initiatives and programs that foster a more inclusive environment for underrepresented hockey players. Um, I also want to add in here because it's not there, which is kind of a shame that uh, he, he is on the board or like one of the founding members, I believe, of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the HDA there with uh, Akeem Alou, I believe Darnell Nurse is also part of that, which I'll, I'll pull up his stuff, you know, about now that we've gone through Subban as well. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, not, not that these guys are, you know, looking for recognition because of like what they're like from what they're doing or that kind of thing, right? But but I want to bring some recognition to it, right? Like these are awesome people who um yeah, like you were talking about Carter, like their legacy and that sort of thing, right? Like hockey is their means to be able to do something good. Yeah. So uh but yeah, I will pull up uh Darnell Nurse here if uh you you have anything yeah, sure.
0: you would like to say. Um yeah, just about Suban. I thought he had won the King Clancy before but uh he actually he actually hasn't um so he's only been nominated oh, really? the um the four times and yeah for some reason i thought he won it like kind of the when he was in montreal i think um mm-hmm. but no he I, I must be thinking of the norris trophy because he won that in 2013 which i believe he was still in montreal then gotcha um so, um but yeah so i mean in like, like you said it doesn't it really matters to these guys if they win or not like this isn't the um this yeah. the trophy that anyone like actively seeks out for yeah. the sake of getting the trophy right but but, it, um, but it's it, definitely, it would be nice for him to get it after all yeah. of these years of being nominated right
1: yeah exactly it's definitely something that uh yeah it's, it's it's a pride thing right to like you said it's not something that you actively go out to try to win this award or that sort of thing right but you can take some pride in it that you're uh, your help has been recognized and that sort of thing, yeah. um, not to the same extent as these guys or anything like that. But um, like I remember for uh, my junior lacrosse team, we had a award kind of similar, like just you know the player who gives back to the game of uh, the game of lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to win that um, all four years I played, um, and that nice. sort of thing. And, that, and that's a, that's an award I hold very dear to my heart and that sort of thing. And uh yeah. I actually got to meet the, um, the daughter of uh, who the awards named after and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And uh, that that was a really cool, uh, that was a really cool experience. So uh, yeah, I I do have Darnell nurse's stuff uh, here now. So Darnell nurse has served as a pillar in the community throughout his tenure in Edmonton, focusing on initiatives dedicated to immigrants and indigenous youth, education, access, mentorship, and racial and social justice as an ambassador of free play for kids NURSE helps provide marginalized children, many of whom are refugees, new Canadians or indigenous youth, with the opportunity to play sports in a safe, accessible and inclusive environment and offers kids from Edmonton's most socially vulnerable schools the chance to attend an Oilers game and meet him afterwards. Whoever, sorry, whoever, whoever wrote that really needs to work on their run on sentences. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He also serves as an ambassador for right to play, which aims to protect, educate and empower children to raise above adversity through the power of sport. Nurse expanded his efforts in helping kids by announcing the creation of the Darnell nurse excellence scholarship in 2021, teaming up with St. Thomas more Catholic secondary school, his alma uh, alma mater. Yeah. uh, In Hamilton, Ontario to award two scholarships each year to deserving students pursuing post-secondary aspirations. Uh, nurse has also been a prominent youth mentor and an outspoken advocate for diversity and inclusion, recently serving as a spokesperson for the league's respect hockey initiative.
0: So yeah. so yeah,
1: great, great things done by all three of these guys.
0: Yeah. Like I uh I think we talked about or I talked about this when we talked about the Masterton trophy, like um when Bobby Ryan won it. I I don't think it was last year. I think it was two years ago. And I remember we talked about it. Um for the for the masterton you said sorry yeah 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 it, it was it was a while back anyways so um so long time listeners w- might remember this but it mm-hmm. was um I, I had said something like this is like all of the guys that were nominated for the masterton that year were deserving of it equally and like it, yeah. it, i thought it was kind of a shame that like you only kind of had your your one chance at winning it um and like mm-hmm. It, it, it's not that it felt like it took away from, like, the accomplishments and, like, the things that these people overcome came for the Masterton. Um, yeah. Because, like, with Bobby Ryan, it was um, dealing with, like, um, addiction, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was, right. uh, yeah, alcoholism and substance abuse. So. Yeah, and then I think that was also the same year um, Oscar Lindblom from Philly was nominated, and um, he had, like, overcome, um, I don't remember the type of cancer, but some some form of cancer and then returned yeah. to the game, right? So Which, it's like both of those guys are equally, they, they should equally be recognized for those accomplishments. So it's like you should almost just give that award to them like at any point in the season. It's like, oh, yeah, Bobby Ryan came back after battling substance abuse and like scored a hat trick. Like, here you go. Here's the master, then Like, that's huge. And yeah, then, you like, could have
1: like multiple winners throughout a year or even just instead of like, oh, we're only going to pick one name. Yeah, you could have the three finalists be the three winners kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, I think like
0: for the same. Oh, sorry. Go ahead with.
1: Lindblom did win it. Uh, was nominated as well and won it the next year for 2021.
0: Oh, okay, got gotcha. so, so I got yeah.
1: my years overlapped a little. Bit. I, th- I think he was. Yeah, was he, he nominated? I, I, that I believe he year was Lindblom? nominated for 2020 as well because um, he didn't. I don't. I don't think he was. He wasn't playing in the bubble. 'Cause that's kind of when it started right. and then it went into the next season. So
0: yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, so I almost feel like it should kind of be that way with the King Clancy as well. Cause like you read off of all of these guys' mm.
1: um
0: they're all accomplishments against, yeah. It's like it's it's hard to pick just one. So like I, I mean, to them, being nominated is probably enough of a recognition, right? But like yeah. it's it should almost be like, okay, this is the end of Get's last career, like let's nominate him for it. And it's like, oh, PK Subban has been doing this for five Years and like contributing two million dollars every year, like let let's recognize him next year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, at, you know, once you, guys reach like a very subjective milestones, like they should be recognized. Yeah, kind kind of thing. So yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, again, that's just me nitpicking and <laughs> a, a little bit and trying to you know make it so that all of these guys get like their fair share of recognition, yeah. right? But like, yeah, their
1: moment in the spotlight kind of thing for for the good that they've done. In their communities. So
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I mean, obviously we hope that Gets laugh um wins it because A, it's kind of his last chance and, and B, mm-hmm. he he has done a lot for it. But uh I mean, I think just being nominated is awesome. And he'll he'll probably can st- still continue to help out with all of those things that he's mm-hmm. done. So Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, anything else you want to say about uh Oh, gets laugh here Nate
1: uh, no I think we I think we covered it so yeah congratulations to all three of those guys for being nominated it's again it's unfortunate that only one person can win it all three of these guys are deserving plus plus the others as well that maybe didn't make the final cut right like yeah. if you if you give back to your community in some way you're deserving of this trophy so
0: Sorry, I thought you were going to talk longer. No, nope, no good. <laughs> mo- good. Our mojo is all mixed up. I thought I could sneak some water in there. but um, Quickly, before we get into the, um, the the Stanley Cup final or Stanley Cup playoff talk here, a couple questions I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, sure. First from Lauren here. Um, I find it strange that Barry Trotz and Peter DeBoer were fired by the Islanders and Golden Knights, but we keep Dallas Eakins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... I mean, looking at, like, the success that um, the Islanders and the Golden Knights had, like, uh, well, almost success. Like, they almost made the playoffs, right? And, like, how not close the Ducks were. Like, just going off of that, it's like, okay, well, maybe Eakin should have been fired as well. But um, I, I don't know. These... Like uh, uh, first of all, I understand your point, and I I do think that mm-hmm. we should have let Eakins go. Um, but with Trotz and DeBoer, like it's it feels a little different to me because it's it's almost like they're they're not getting fired for the team underperforming. Like they're being fired because they want a different voice. Yeah. Uh, so does that the make sense? yeah. So Barry Trotz
1: and the Islanders. It it sounds like you said. Uh, The reports coming out were just, you know, they just needed a different voice in the locker room and that sort of thing, which then they follow up with hiring their assistant coach. I forget his name, but that's not really much of a different voice. So I feel like there's something else going on there. We just haven't heard of, and we probably never will because it's Lou Lamorello as the GM there (laughs) in New York. Yeah, Uh, Pete DeBoer is, I think, a completely different animal in the sense that there was a lot of public uh, battles I guess in a way with uh, you know Robin Leonard as one example but a few different Mm -hmm. players uh, especially throughout this season and uh, I I do feel like it could be a voice thing as well and you take a look at Pete DeBoer's track record as well that um, you know it's kind of got a It's kind of like Barry Trotz, or not Barry Trotz, sorry, uh, John Tortorella, um, Mm -hmm. where they seem to kind of have like a shelf life before it doesn't really work anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. And I feel like that
1: was kind of it with Pete DeBoer as well. Um, So I think it was kind of a mix of the two. Um, That being said, though, in relation to Anaheim, because everything should actually revolve around Anaheim, let's be honest here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, I don't see either of these two coaches being the fit, if that's maybe where you're going with this, Lauren um Barry Trotz is a very defensive minded uh coach. I don't think that really works as well for the Ducks. It I'm sure John Gibson would probably love it uh a little bit more, but you know we're we're looking at a potentially like high flying uh offense, right? With guys like mm-hmm. Z, Chris and hopefully Comtois if he can put it together again, uh you know, Terry, uh Milano, just to name a few guys. Yeah. And Pete DeBoer, yeah, it just I don't know. I just don't see a fit whatsoever. The only reason I feel like I'd want Pete DeBoer as the coach, to be honest, is that he has coached uh, two teams now, as far as I can recall. I might have to take a look again. Uh, two teams within our division, so he knows a fair deal of how they work mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But um, I don't really see either of those two guys fitting in now for Dallas Eakins specifically. I've kind of come to the realize or the not the realization, but um, the uh, just kind of the acceptance that there's def there, there's a plan by Pad for Beak here, right? And there's the extension of just or not even an extension. Um, it's the uh, renewal, I guess, of uh, of one season. And I feel like it's because Pad for Beak has somebody else in mind that's not available yet. Mm-hmm. So you just okay, you know what? We'll give him. Because really, this was his first full season. They did have flashes of greatness before injuries plagued and whatever else John Gibson picked up in Vegas. Um, But uh, I don't know. I don't mind having some time kind of away from everything. I don't mind giving him one more shot, to be honest with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, Ask me again in what it's May. So yeah, ask, ask me. Ask me. Yeah, mid October. Let, let, you know what? Let's go by like American Thanksgiving in November. There. Yeah. Ask me then again, and I might have less hair on my head from pulling it out because of Dallas Eakins. But uh, I, I don't know. I feel I feel actually more comfortable with it right now, just with that idea at least of there there's somebody else in mind, and we needed somebody still to hold that spot for them in the meantime. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in my mind, too, like because it's just like the one year option on his contract, like it wasn't an extension for multiple years. It's like to me, that kind of alludes to like the, like you said, okay, we're not ready to move on to the next coach yet. Like Mm -hmm. either they're not available or we don't know who that is. We don't know the identity of this team. And Dallas Eakins like already has a rapport with these guys that are there right like yeah and I don't think he's like lost any of them either like I think Zegers and Terry and Gibson and Fowler like still have a ton of respect for Dallas Eakins and know like they they kind of have knowledge of what the expectations are both from the coach and the Eakins knows kind of what to expect from these guys Um, but I mean our our team's going to be drastically different going into next season right so how can you be like I want this coach and then um, let's try and Bring a bunch of players in, and oh shit! Now all of a sudden we have like this high flying team and this defensive coach, like that that doesn't really match up. Yeah. Like at, we, at least with Eakins, you, you know what you're getting, right? Yeah, so that's that. Yeah, I, I Which kind is of agree just, with you. Is it, it's,
1: it's so. somebody serviceable right now? Yeah, um, so. I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying he's not saying he's great or he's the guy or anything like that. He, he's serviceable. So
0: yeah, um, she she clarifies here in a couple other comments. Um, I'm saying that we need a new head coach who wants to win because Dallas Eakins isn't going to cut it. Uh, Eakins can't lead. He plays the wrong lineups. He doesn't make adjustments. He has a losing record and he sucks. Um, <laughs> I'm not arguing with no, yeah, with exactly. your points. Yeah. I'm just saying it's there's
1: there, there at the time at least and you know maybe he could have waited a little bit longer but there wasn't it didn't look like there was anyone available who could potentially work with at least what was constructed at the time for this team.
0: Yeah. If so, if this team has a losing record by say like January, I but like a losing record but like they still look like they could maybe make it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um and it looks like Eakins continues to be the problem. I could see him being let go. Like yeah. I think his lease, leash is very very short. Um but so yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of where I sit. With that, mm-hmm. and and like, who knows? Maybe Pat Verbeek is now just gonna, you know, kind of not build the team around Ekans, but like, you know, give him players that he can actually work with because yeah. he hasn't really had that for the last couple of years. Um, in, in all fairness to Eakins. so yeah, that's, good old uh, Bob Murray. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's been I mean, it's been rough goings, right? So yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of uh, yeah, like you said, after some time away from it, like I'm ready to give him another shot, but. The leash is very short. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um the other comment here that we'll get to well we'll we'll talk about it now, but we'll get to it later as well. Uh non hockey question from Ali. How hyped are you guys for Obi Wan Kenobi? <laughs> Nate's got a big smile across his face.
1: Oh yeah. I am so excited. I've watched a f- like a couple interviews here and there with uh, you know, like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and like um seeing yeah we'll we'll get into this a bit more later because i am super excited for the first two episodes to come out on friday but just them acknowledging that uh or being able to recognize now that uh you know the the, the people like carter and i right who grew up with the prequels we're now old enough to have a voice and a presence right whereas mm-hmm. you know back in you know 99 I guess for Ewan McGregor and then starting for like 2001 2002 for Hayden Christensen right taking on the role of Anakin Um, the people who were the Star Wars fans before who had the voice were the fans of the original trilogy when they were kids right like Star Wars really is a multi-generational thing at this point Yeah, Um, I mean it's been around for today was the 45th anniversary of the original movie coming out Mm-hmm. Um, and so but yeah so the, the people like us now have a voice and are giving out our appreciation for these movies and that sort of thing Revenge of the Sith is a top three Star Wars movie for myself personally Um, I, it's not like oh it's the dark movie or that kind of thing just having also it it got brought up even higher after the fact for myself uh, because of the Clone Wars series but I also remember like the day I went to go see episode three on opening day with, uh, with my dad, I wore, uh, it was, it it was a Hogwarts, uh, Halloween, like cloak. But I think I, uh, just like covered up whatever, like Hogwarts patch was on it Mm -hmm. and had my lightsaber at school and everything like that. And we went straight from school to the movie theater and went and saw it. And not so like, I got, I got fond memories of that movie too, but, um, but yeah, just them like, you know, kind of seeing the appreciation now for what they did like almost 20 years later, right? Which is that's ridiculous and sad almost, but at the same time, they're able to come back to this now and have so many people embrace them as these characters and whatnot, right? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you could almost argue that Ewan McGregor is more synonymous with Obi-Wan than uh, in in Star Wars fans' minds, than Alec Guinness is right. And again, that might depend on what generation you're from, right? Like for my dad, yeah, yeah Obi Wan is is Alec Guinness. For myself, Obi Wan is Ewan McGregor and uh, and James Arnold Taylor as well. If you're if you're looking at voice acting, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I'm I'm super hyped for this series. Um, I've only watched like the two little trailers, and I've stayed away from everything else because I I do want to go into this as fresh as possible um but uh i'm i'm excited to see Ewan back as uh well not even back really as obi-wan right he has been kenobi at this point hiding from the empire uh hayden christensen returning uh presumably mostly in the darth vader suit but he'll you know it's it, it it'll be the the anakin mannerisms inside the suit and everything like that too mm-hmm. um there was rumors that we might even get some Clone Wars flashbacks. So I mean, if we can get Ewan and McGregor and Hayden Christensen in like you know the uh, like the modified clone armor, basically fighting in the Clone Wars and that sort of thing, who knows? Maybe maybe we get surprised even with a uh, a live action young Ahsoka from that era. Right? You don't know what to expect actually. So, um, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. I'm super
0: excited.
1: If you can't <laughs> tell, I'm excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely not as excited about it as <laughs> Nate because <laughs> I don't think many people are more excited. But no, I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like Nate and I are the same age. So like I, I we grew up with these movies and like we're the yeah. same age when they came out and very impressionable young kids that like Star Wars was kind of like Like our dads both liked Star Wars, but we're like, oh, those are old people movies. I mean, not really, but like to an extent, it's like, (laughs) like that's your thing. And then like they came out with these new ones, and we were like, oh, fuck yeah! Yeah, I I, two when Episode One came out, so I guess yeah, yeah. The the second
1: the second movie I can ever remember seeing, I think, would have been Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, mm -hmm. because I know I do remember going to see the original Spider Man, which came out I think a month or even just like a few weeks before that i'd have to look at the release dates again but um but i do remember going to both of those movies at least and like i said i remember going to episode three and and since episode three uh my dad and i have gone to every single star wars movie for that's been released for the first time and yes even including the animated clone wars movie which you know then spawned the tv so uh tv show so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah, needless to say, we're very excited for it. I, I still haven't finished the book of Boba Fett. Um, I'm like halfway through it, but Ooh, and like I know that they don't. Well, I'm assuming they don't carry over, but I I still feel like I need to watch the book of Boba Fett. before.
1: No, I I don't believe it will because Obi Wan is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith, nine years yeah. before the original movie, whereas the book of Boba Fett is set like years after Episode Six. So yeah, you should yeah. be fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like, I still like in my mind, I can't like. Just jump to, yeah, that's fair. To that one, like I, I well, I know what I've you're tonight. Then. To, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, tonight, tomorrow, yeah, Friday before watching Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'll it'll happen. So. It'll happen. Um, because yeah, there's only what like seven episodes, I think, Book of Boba Fett, and I've seen like three, six of them, or seven. So, yeah, so like, yeah, halfway there. But yes, very excited for it. The the. Prospect of being able to watch Kenobi is getting me through uh, the book of Boba Fett. Not like getting me through, but like getting me to, you know, actually watch it because it, mm. it is good. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's take a uh, quick break here, I guess. And then um, that should leave us a decent amount of time to talk about the uh, four series that are going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs here. Yeah. Uh, yeah so here's a message from DraftKings promo code THPN is what you can use at sign up for exclusive offers and we'll see you in just a couple minutes
1: hockey fans the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game parlays? you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Again, That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Just so everybody's aware, maybe we we even want to start talking about this series, unless you want to leave it for the end, because there's... Three minutes left in the game. Uh, yeah, Nathan, Mc- <laughs> Nathan McKinnon just scored a hat trick. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> like, just three minutes ago. So Sick. the game the game is currently 4-3 St. Louis with 2.45 uh, left is what I'm seeing here.
0: 4-3 St. Louis? Or, sorry, 4-3 Colorado. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I was very confused for a second because last <laughs> time I saw it was 3-1 Colorado. But. Yeah, my apologies, um, my apologies. Um, I, I was thinking, let's start with Tampa Bay, Florida, since that's the only series that's done so far. Yeah, and um, I guess we can be quick about that, considering Tampa was pretty quick about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, a- no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong.
1: Everybody was expecting probably a good battle, right? Yeah. And it was kind of up in the air, I feel like, where, oh yeah, you have, you know, Florida's been on a tear and that kind of thing, right? They did awesome in the regular season. And you got Tampa. who played a very strong series against the Maple Leafs. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they know what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody expected the Florida Panthers, who were the highest-scoring team in the NHL this year, to only have three goals in four games.
0: Yeah, they were shut out for the first time all, this all season. season. Yeah. They... <laughs> I think in an elimination season, game. <laughs> yeah, during a the regular time. season, they only allowed or they only scored one goal in three games. Every other game, it was like way more. It was like, yeah. I guess, two or more. Um, and then in this series alone, they had three games where they only scored one goal. Like, and I don't even think it was because of a lack of trying for them. Like they had, I, I mean, in the elimination game, they insanely shot out shot uh, like, 49 me... to 26 in game four
1: uh, I was gonna take a guess I was gonna say oh, forty-nine. I was gonna say 49 to 27 I almost had it
0: <laughs> yeah um 35 36 in game three uh 36 for the panthers 28 for the lightning in game two 34 36 so like they they all all of the games they had a decent he is an animal He's insane dude absolutely <laughs> insane that's ridiculous so, yeah it's I don't think it's for lack of trying for Florida. It's it's just Tampa Bay ascending to another level.
1: Yeah. What was the oh, there's a stat that I saw or heard, and it was uh it was Vasilevsky, I think, in the last seven potential uh like clinching games um that go back to twenty twenty in the bubble. Uh Vasilevsky has allowed one goal. And yeah, that was, it was, the, la- it that was the last. that was the last series against Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. other game, he's gotten a shutout in clinching situations. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> get me that guy's meal plan. Like, that's yeah, right. <laughs> that's insane. Or like, get like I want to drink out of his taps. Like, get sell, me that guy's sell height,
1: tap water. <laughs> yeah. Give me that guy's height. You you put him and I together, you get an average sized human being.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is going to get a good rest here before they face the winner of uh New York and Carolina. Which yeah, that's um, going
1: to be a good series no matter who takes that one.
0: Yeah. Um Let's uh how's how's the other one doing? I think it's over now.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say we can just we can finish off the east and then we oh, can yeah, sure. head over to west.
0: Uh yeah, sure. There's a, minute, there's a minute there's a minute left. Okay. Um so yeah, New York Carolina um that series is all tied up at deuces, um, so we're gonna have at least two more games of that one. Um, Carolina is perfect at home and un-perfect. imperfect, imperfect, <laughs> imperfect <Yeah. laughs> on the road. It's like six and zero at home, zero and five on the road during the playoffs. Jeez,
1: like they're they're lucky they have they they have home ice advantage for this series, do they not? Yep. Yeah, yeah right. Cause, yeah, cause game one and two were in, with were in Carolina. And that might honestly be the difference maker here, right? If this goes to seven, like yeah. it, it's, if you look at the trends for both teams, the only way that New York gets out of this is if they manage to take one in Carolina. Yeah. Otherwise, this is in seven for Carolina. So,
0: yeah. Is, is this just a weird statistical, a nominal? A... Jesus, <laughs> a weird statistical anomaly that Carolina has only won at home, or are they just garbage on the road? Because, like, that wasn't the story in the regular season. Like, they were dominant yeah. everywhere. So, is think it just it, like a weird thing, or?
1: I don't know. I, I think it's kind of Carolina, especially over the last few years, is very well known for their home right like playing at home and uh and their crowd and everything like that whether it's the Mm -hmm. storm surge at the end of games or just like like whatever right um they always just seem to do super well there um so i think that definitely has a factor into it and kind of like what Mm -hmm. we were talking about calgary and edmonton before uh the the second round started right um there, there there is advantage obviously to Whole mice and that kind of thing, right? Like having that advantage in the in the first round. But it yeah. could even just be for them that, you know, doing stuff like from home earlier in the day instead of like out of a hotel and that kind of thing just works better for that group as a whole, right? Yeah. And it just gets a, a little, there's just something about it that just gets a little bit more out of them. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. No, that, that could be it. But I mean, if they're going to, I mean, they, oh, they could so, potentially. All right. St. Louis tied it up. Oh, interesting. We're potentially of, looking at overtime here. Um It's, uh <laughs> yeah, with with um, Carolina. It, it's very possible that they have home ice for the whole playoffs. Like they, because they had that good of a regular season, right? Yeah. So it, it could not really matter. But I mean, I think they would have. I, to, I think you kind of have to figure out how to play on the road if you're good yeah. to the cup, right? I think they would have to face.
1: If I remember correctly, it would. The only way they, they wouldn't have home ice is like if they played Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, I, I'd have right
0: to look that. at that. Um, yes. Yeah, Colorado yeah. or Florida, but Florida's out. So, Florida's out, yeah. Um, so yeah, Colorado did finish higher than them. So until the finals anyways, um, if both of those teams make it. But mm. yeah, that's... uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's been a... Interesting series to watch. Like, I haven't really watched the games, but I've just kind of followed it from afar, and it's mm-hmm. it's been interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, well, I was hoping by the time we got here, <laughs> we, would, uh, <laughs> we would have a... Like, the series would be over, but of course, St. Louis had to make it interesting here. Uh, yeah. And as you said, tie it up here. So, um, yeah, looks... I mean, Colorado's up 3-1 right now. Um, game 5 is going to overtime, so one goal could either make it a 3-2 series or a finished 4-1 series here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Colorado just continues to be dominant. Like, they they had their one loss to St. Louis and then just, like, shelled them the next game.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I honestly, I was looking at this series, like, once the matchup came and I'm like, yeah, just right away, Colorado has this. So, it, it yeah. it's the one time it almost felt kind of obvious but mind you I'll, I'll bite my tongue a little bit right now sorry any as fans listening just in case Um, because I mean you never know you could come back from a 3-1 deficit it's happened before Um yeah. but I, I just don't see it happening against the fucking Colorado Avalanche <laughs> yeah right like so, I would be yeah. very surprised if St. Louis like roars back like that so
0: yeah like don't get me wrong St. Louis has a solid team otherwise they wouldn't be here right but yeah they're like I, I think they play they play similar to like the Islanders and like how the Habs did last year and like Dallas and LA played in mm-hmm. this year's playoffs that took uh Calgary and Edmonton to seven games. Like that like they just play a relatively responsible defensive game and then just capitalize on their opportunities, right? So Yeah. Um like they have just enough offensive threats to be able to actually score goals. So I think St. Louis is kind of one of those teams that's built for the playoffs and to try and overcome teams like Colorado. Um, I, I still had this series, I think only going to six games um, and Colorado taking it, but it's...
1: yeah. It and, really and yeah, I have a hard time believing that
0: St. Louis is going to win three in a row here, but who knows? Yeah, never know. So, um, Yeah, Binnington is officially out for the series there after the collision with... Uh, I want to say it was Barbashev. For St. Louis and Kadri? yeah, I, th-
1: I think it was Barbashev and Kadri. yeah.
0: Or was it I Barabanov? That, I don't
1: remember. Oh no, <laughs> I think it was Barabanov.
0: Yeah, I always yeah. mix those two up because their names are so similar, and I don't yeah. follow St. Louis. Enough, no, Bar- Bar-
1: Barbashev's a f- Yeah, has I think he's a f- yeah. I think he's a forward. Yeah, I don't remember offhand, but
0: but, um, yeah, at, at least out for the series, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. and then beyond that, we're not totally sure. So, um and then obviously there was the uh, whole incident with Kadri away from the ice that yeah <laughs> that sucks and we kind of talked about it on our watch along but
1: yeah um, and and
0: touch on yeah it i was going to say
1: you know what we're we're not on the watch along right now like yes we're live but we're we're on our show so I, I i'll dive a little bit more into it um yeah so after this uh Nazem Kadri you know starts receiving a bunch of uh racist uh messages and like death threats and everything like that um and i was listening to the uh the steve dangle podcast today and they were talking about how you know there's the the select ones that his wife had shared on her social media right of like this is what they're like this is what we're dealing with right now and everything like that which
0: i love to see that just like not like yeah names and handles out there and like the exact message oh yeah and And, uh it it was so happy and it was uh (laughs) it was
1: mike stevens i think uh from the athletic. I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, he had shared that as well, and then in the like as a thread on the on the tweet there, he had said that uh, it was like a, like some relative of uh, one of the people who had sent a message that their handle was in there. Uh, they're now receiving like attacking messages and whatnot, and everybody's just like, "Oh, we're calling the kettle black here." Um, yeah, you, honestly like if. I'm trying to think how to, how to go about this besides <laughs> you carefully. F- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, I don't nah, even think I really, I don't even think I really need to, uh, if, if you're sending those kind of messages to somebody like Nazem, like w- whether they're a professional athlete, whether you're saying it in person to uh, a person of color or anything like that in real life over a phone, which even then that's even more cowardly. I think, uh, if you're doing anything of that sort whatsoever, you are a f- fucking scum of the earth, piece of shit, douchebag, asshole. Like,
0: sorry, I, I didn't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a sensor button on here, but
1: <laughs> I don't have enough words to describe how awful of a human being you are and how much of a waste of space you are on the planet that we know as Earth. Just, like there's no point in telling yourself to take a look in the mirror or anything like that because you're probably so ingrained in what in like what your thought process is and that that you just you are unable to be a logical human being, in my opinion. I have no tolerance for racism whatsoever. And uh I, I have actually like like I'm 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 actually fairly calm, believe it or not, here. Like, and I I know what I'm saying and everything like that. And I'd say it at any other time. Uh, I've been, you know, sharing everything that's been going on with this, with the Akima Lou stuff and every, like, just like, I'm, I'm a supporter of it. I've worn my HDA merch on here and I know, you know, just kind of showing off. Oh, like doesn't exactly do everything right but like mm. you know like buying the buying that stuff you know goes towards helping people to, for you know like we we, we, t- we talk about this whole thing of hockey's for everyone and that sort of thing and as long as people like this like the people that are sending Nazem Qadri messages and whatnot the people that are uh I, I think it was Wayne Simmons when he was in junior or early on in his NHL career I think somebody threw like a banana at him and Stuff like that. Oh, right, uh, there, there's the instance of um, uh, I forget which brother it is uh, in the in the ECHL, I believe it was, um, who you know is getting the the like the, the monkey thing like put at the him the by gesture, like other yeah, yeah the, the gesture at other players and that like there's no room for it whatsoever. And until we get rid of all that kind of stuff and the people that think that way, hockey is not unfortunately going to be for everyone. I'm sorry to break the news and that sort of thing. And like I know we use sports as an escape. Uh, to to a certain extent, right? But these are real human beings at the end of the day, right? Who deserve just some decency and, like, at least a smidge of respect before you're starting to throw out like racist remarks and death threats above like anything else, right? Like, um, because I was listening to the Daniel uh podcast and they and they brought up a good point. Those messages that uh, Nazim Kadri's wife had shared are not the ones that they probably have with police that had, you know, Kadri on a 24-hour watch by mm-hmm. by Denver police, right? Like, like yeah. those are not those messages, right? That that means that those messages are even
0: worse. That, that's, like, that's probably horrible. the tip of the iceberg because I read exactly. those and, I, that, like, when I, like, obviously, they're still bad, but when I read those, I was like, wow, like, those are obviously those are bad. But I was like, but, like, none of them were death threats, so I was like, man, like, that means there's way worse there, that is yeah. out there. Which is... like the. Just the thought of that is like chilling me. to me that like exactly. people would say worse than that, like the shit that's out there. It's, yeah, exactly. It's awful.
1: So long story short, to wrap up this entire rant, which this is like I, I feel like one of the more justified rants that I've had mm-hmm. on the three years, almost four years of this show. uh to, to wrap it up, if you're if if you're a racist, if you're making racist remarks, if you're sending death threats because of a game that is people, you know. Swinging sticks at a piece of vulcanized rubber on a sheet of ice. If you're sending that kind of stuff, if you're saying it in public, like whether again they're professional athletes or just a normal everyday person, you are a piece of garbage, and I have no fucking time for you whatsoever, and nobody else should either.
0: Well said. I'm gonna bring this comment up from Allie again because it's <laughs> it's just too good. But <laughs> thank you, Allie. Yeah. Um, for those listening, it's the uh, uh, like the, you know the clap yeah clap back emoji <laughs> like the yes whatever <laughs> whatever you want to describe it. you know what i'm talking
1: about <laughs> yeah so um, sorry sorry i took a little bit longer than our uh, good. We, we set up like five ten minutes kind of for each series but i i really need to get that off it needs my to be chest and, yeah and i you only got so many characters on twitter and that sort of thing yeah. right? <laughs> but you know we we have this platform and uh you know that that goes to like dedicated listeners of this show uh, if you're tuning in for the first time or that kind of thing I, I don't care who you are just be a decent human being it's not that hard right mm-hmm. there's no there's no point in hating someone for the color of their skin that is completely outside of their control there's there's no reason for it so
0: yeah um and I just want to bring up Ali's comment as well uh people of color also use sports as an ex- sports as an escape and this is what they have to deal with it's disgusting and so discouraging for young kids who see themselves uh, in players like Kadri, yeah mm-hmm. that's and uh, yeah oh, this one too <laughs> that just came in also do they not realize hockey started as an indigenous sport mm-hmm. yeah like it's
1: yeah, there, there's roots of that along with uh, you know like Europeans coming over and and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. There's 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 roots and in, mm-hmm. in indigenous sports and that kind of thing. And um, you know, I, I and, and as I said before, my big thing is like you know, like I, I watch hockey. I'm really invested in that sort of thing in in, in hockey in that respect. But growing up uh, and, and still now, I play lacrosse, right? Which is a very indigenous sport, right? Like it was. Mm-hmm. Uh like looking at the history of the sport and everything like that, it was used as a alternative to warfare uh between tribes and that sort of thing as well, right? Like Mm -hmm. instead of oh yeah, you know, you're you're scoring on a goal or that kind of thing, it was um you know, it was moving into into enemy territory, right? And if you were controlling basically play when you got to the, the other tribes camp, like you won was kind of the idea of it, and then it evolved into this other thing. So especially like um you know, like I, I unfortunately have seen firsthand some of you know th- these racist things. Like while I was playing and whatnot, it was disgusting. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I hope we can have a, a you know a better future for sport in general. uh, not even just hockey, but um, until that thought process is eliminated or those people are quieted down, um. And for those of you who are saying like, "Oh, they're they're like it's, it's it's woke and everything like that," just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, please. yeah,
0: I, uh, I, I did see on Reddit as well someone that had made one of those comments that was then posted by Kadri's wife. Um, they're associated in some way with like some sort of school, and and the school put out a letter saying like, w- "We're investigating this person. They're currently like suspended Good. until investigation is completed." So I'm glad that like there is actually repercussions. For this, because like mm. you like you you can post and say like oh look at what this person said all you want, but until there's actually consequences, like nothing's actually gonna happen yeah. for those people. Like they're just gonna continue making those comments and being awful people. So, um, yes. so yeah, it, it's just so I, yeah. I, I'm glad in that respect. I, I said this on the watch along as well. Like props to. Cadre to be able to while all this stuff is going on, just still be able to focus in on the game. Like obviously mm-hmm. that's not like the most important thing. I, I mean for him it, it might be um is you know, this is my job. Like I gotta still show up and and do my job. But the fact that he was able to do that, like when him and his family are receiving literal death threats, he's able to go out and yeah. score a hat trick for his team. Like mm-hmm. the just gotta like commend the um like uh, i want to say thought process but like the the will power i guess to be able to go and do that like the mental strength i guess mm-hmm. to do that like it's just i, I said it better on the watch along so just go listen to that but like yeah it's, it, it's just uh, uh, character wise it's like commendable that he yeah. was able to do that so um and i do want to
1: bring up this comment here from ali really quickly uh mm. That's why the blues need to say something and take a stance. They're making it worse by not saying anything. Uh, this out earlier from uh, Adam wild uh, saying source tells me the reason the St. Louis blues have yet to make a statement about the targeted racist abuse. Nazem Kadri has received is quote, we're working on something. It's been days. Th- this shouldn't, this shouldn't have to be work. This should have to yeah. be a half hour at most. Of the PR department and then sending it over to, you know, like graphics and your social media team, basically yeah. to make it all look pretty. Like not, not the words, like not the wording, the, like just literally make it pretty and put it out there of, we do not can like, we, we condemn these fans that are sending these messages and racism has no place in our sport.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> you, it's you have- that easy. You had feelings. It's not you, easy. <laughs> you you had feelings, you wrote them down and then you said them. Yeah. Like like that's it. That's all you gotta do. We
1: we don't need a novel about it. It's like it's been days. I think I think the St. Louis Blues have said well enough by not saying anything. Yeah. So Well,
0: we're gonna take a sharp right here <laughs> into the Battle of Alberta. Um we're gonna go from one depressing thing to another, depending on your perspective, I
1: guess. So Yeah. We're we're going from a depressing thing to a happy thing if you're Carter, we're going from one depressing thing to a completely different type of depressing thing if yeah. you're myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um we uh, uh I feel like there was a comment. Uh actually there was, but I, I just need to go back and find it and then um save it. But um oh, fuck, where did it go? Nate, say something while I find this because I can't talk and read at the same time. How do you you feel about this series? No, no, about the
1: series. Um, Game one was great, obviously, but remove
0: the score
1: from a Flames perspective. That was a great game by the Flames
0: themselves. Game four. I'm talking about game one. Sorry. Oh, game one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, this is this is why I need to listen still. <laughs> After that,
1: you know, I'd say game two was a bit more even, for sure. Uh, game three things really started to fall off, obviously for the Flames. Yeah. yeah, and it it didn't look it got a little bit better, but still didn't improve a whole lot. I feel like for game four, defensive play on the Flames end was brutal, and the Oilers made them pay for it right? Like yep. go back to the, go back to the watch along from, from Tuesday night. And like, wh- why is Zach Hyman allowed to just literally sit on the post? Mm-hmm. Not for like a second or two solid five seconds. He's allowed to just sit there on a power play. No less for the Oilers. Yeah. Right. W- why? No, you don't do. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> His feet are literally in the blue page just waiting for the puck and nobody is doing fuck all about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm fine with it, but <laughs> you, uh, I, I, yeah. you brought up the shot map after the watch along last night. The Oilers
1: um, dominated in quality chances.
0: There was a lot of good chances and two goals from right in basically the crease. Yeah. So like, l- besides that, it was fairly even in terms of Shot attempts, yeah. from what I remember, but just that concentration right in the crease was, yeah, what really got you. So,
1: on the last episode, like when we were doing the round two previews, right, we we broke down these two teams because we knew we were going to be covering them a little bit more with the alongs. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but and and somebody you know can fact check can fact check me or Carter if he disagrees. Um, we both agree that the Flames' defensive depth was more. Than the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Like going into this. Like at least on paper. Yeah. It's really not looking like it right now for the Calgary Flames. No. It, it doesn't. And, it, it looks brutal. Honestly. Yeah.
0: And I know he. I, I I could just tell when he came back last night. That he, he still wasn't at 100%. But, um, and, but I do think Chris Tanev improved you guys' back end. Oh yeah. It did. Chris Tanev at say. I don't know. 70% at best. Is a. Like it's just kind of, it feels like average for the way yeah. your other defensemen have been playing. Like that's just how they are. Yeah. And it sounds like he was wanting to come back
1: uh, sooner and he was told to hold off. So yeah. that's yikes. But uh, yeah, I mean, this team could really use a <laughs> healthy Chris Tanev right now to help defensively. Uh mm. it, I don't put a whole lot of blame on Jacob Markstrom, to be honest with you. But yeah, there's definitely one or two that it'd be nice if he had stopped, uh, especially for game four there. Yeah, um, And I, I think without even looking at what the comment is, I think I saw it. Uh, do you
0: want to bring up the start comment right now? Yeah, sure. Um, Ali asks, do you see the comeback for the Flames happening tomorrow?
1: I can sum it up in uh, four words. Fuck, I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was gonna be no fucking way, but then I was like, Oh, that's only three. <laughs> that's only three.
1: Um, yeah, I I hope so. But I'm also again, I, I'm a I'm a realist and I'm just kind of preparing myself at this point to be disappointed. So
0: Yeah. I mean Which which is a horrible way to live, but I've followed
1: this team for God as long as I can remember. And it's been disappointment, unfortunately. So
0: Yeah. I mean I as a as an Oilers fan the thought of Calgary just rolling over for game 5 in their own barn in a battle of Alberta like I literally can't even picture that so like no it's if they if they do lose game 5 the flames that is it's yeah. not going to be for lack of trying it's going to be like Markstrom, I fully believe he's going to have a solid game. The top line, I mean, it, it's really only up for them. Like, they, in my opinion, in, in the my last couple of the games, opinion, they, they just haven't been able to get it as much done.
1: Honestly, they, they felt like it felt like they were actually doing more against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, the scoring absolutely. wasn't there because Jake Ottinger decided to come out of nowhere and torment everybody that Flames fans had to literally curse Jake Ottinger. If you saw any of that on Reddit. And But like, like it, 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 they felt a little bit more noticeable like in that series as a whole yeah. compared to the rest of the series starting in game
0: two. So, yeah. Um So I wouldn't be surprised if Calgary won Game 5 just because I feel like they... St. Louis just scored in overtime. We're headed to Game 6. Oh, shit, son. Damn. Okay. Hopefully so, uh, next week when we do an episode, I didn't speak too soon. <laughs> uh, oh. Um. Yeah, like, I think that... The Flames are... I don't want to say embarrassed because that doesn't feel like the right word, but I feel like they have... They should be. They've got like a... Okay, sure. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) They they definitely have a chip on their shoulder. Like, they know that they have more to give. And this... Oh, God. Then give it! (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this as an Oilers fan, but, like, the Flames are a better team than what they've done in the last three games. Yeah. And on the brink of elimination... Just for the sake of an entertaining series, I want them to put their best foot forward, even if it means the Oilers losing. Like I just want to see a good, solid battle. I don't care who wins Game Five because yeah. I have full belief that Edmonton will win one of these three games. Ideally, Game Six. Yeah, really, it's a lot easier heart, for right?
1: it's it's a lot easier for Edmonton at this point than it is for Calgary. So
0: yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to be upset if Calgary wins Game Five because that's just the way it is but and we'll we'll
1: get it on camera and it'll live for for, it'll live for infinity (laughs) yeah (laughs) or until the internet gets shut down youtube series go down
0: you know (laughs) yeah but i i have full faith in edmonton in game six at home to be able to do their thing again so
1: i'm cautiously optimistic about game five i'm not so sure anymore about the rest of the series which sucks because this was such a fun season as a flames fan for Mm.
0: once. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, either way though, I, I know that in the next five years, this isn't going to be the last battle of Alberta that we see. At least I hope not. not. Like, I hope not. Yeah. Um, I I do want to just throw it back to, uh, game three though. Um, and, and bring up a clip here. Uh, First of all, this is from Zach Lang on Twitter here, and uh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I yeah. was like, "What did what we
1: bring it up here?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, I
0: don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. And I, I just thought this was hilarious. So this is for those just listening. This is the clip of Mike Smith returning after concussion protocol um, for like a, a minute and a period. half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, someone overlaid the uh, some wrestling sound bite over top of it. I just thought that was like when I saw that. My I, I don't know much about wrestling, but my immediate thought was like somebody needs to put like some Stone Cold sound bites over top of this, and then somebody yep. fucking did. So he <laughs> did it. <laughs> like <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that shot of him like leaving the game and then, like you said, for like a minute and a half, and then coming yeah. back. That which is... also I I gotta I gotta recognize the NHL for a moment here. Min- minute and a
1: half on concussion protocol. potential guy with a concussion give him a solid minute and a half yeah get back in there good job good job
0: (laughs) fucking useless piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) but uh but him coming back after that uh and going back into the net is uh very worthy of this week a big (gasps) energy move it's a what now a big energy move and carter
1: what was mike smith letting in a goal from 132 feet away this week Oh come on! I'm conflicted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it feels not. Wrong. It feels okay, wrong okay, to not how, play this okay. for a third time. But
1: okay. How about this? How about this? A goal from 132 feet away, and then looking at first like he's blaming somebody else for it. What kind of move is that?
0: <laughs> I'm still not doing. It.
1: Do it. Just do it.
0: A big energy move. Thank uh. you.
1: And. I was saying on the on the watch along. I'm like, I can't wait to do the press conference after. No, he didn't blame anybody for it. It was purely just that. Yeah, he said he just lost the puck in general, yeah. and he was just happy he could laugh about it.
0: Yeah, but you know, and I'm oh, I, I just, you literally know, Oilers fans assholes clenched <laughs> when that happened. Oh, absolutely,
1: because all the momentum went over to Calgary, and then a unfortunate incidental uh double minor uh for high sticking which i'm not arguing whatsoever don't don't take it that way i'm not arguing Mm -hmm. whatsoever uh completely shifts it back to edmonton's edmonton's way so
0: yeah so yeah i just wanted to bring that up for uh for game three there but yeah i mean Either way, and maybe this is just because my team's up three one, but this has been an exciting series so far. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's been wildly unpredictable, which is like ironically kind of what a lot of people predicted. Like for this series, but like it was like nobody knew how it was going to go. It's like yeah, yeah, Calgary has this, but Edmonton has this. It's like this could be a factor. This could be a factor, and like literally all of it has happened. Like we've got nine six, we've gotten five three, we've gotten we've gotten literally everything yeah. in this series.
1: Um, I just want to pull up this comment here quick from Allie. Uh, <laughs> Nate, you're just confirming Carter's reasoning for not giving you the keyboard sound file. See, yeah. the joke on this part is, though, is that I have access to this. And you know what that is?
0: A big <gasps> energy move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so game five will be uh, Thursday night for the Battle of Alberta. If you want Carter and I if you want to hear Carter and I just yelling at our at our TV screens basically over whatever the hell our team is doing in this game. Uh hopefully a win in Calgary's case, but I who knows. You might yeah, see me completely knows. just break down mentally at the end of that game. Uh if you if you want the possibility of seeing that uh, you can watch the watch along on the THPN YouTube channel, the Hockey Podcast Network uh that game is at 7 30 mountain i believe so 6 30 pacific yeah uh i'm just double checking on the time though but uh yeah come hang out with us the comment section's been awesome uh for Mm -hmm. these games so far it's been Uh, been hard to uh, keep up with it (laughs) yeah uh if if you've been part of that uh thank you very much and thank you for keeping it civil as well because i've seen a lot of bad stuff from both sides calgary and edmonton fans Mm -hmm. um on other social media platforms and whatnot. So it's nice that, you know, the comment section has actually been really civil with each other. um, And that sort of thing. And we're getting a lot of people as well that like, you know, they don't necessarily have a stake in this. They just want to watch the game and hang out with us. So shout out to you guys as well. So you could be doing literally anything else with your time and you're choosing to, you know, watch it, watch it, watch two teams that you don't care about and hang out with two guys. That's, you know, probably at least on the last episode, uh, might've made your ears bleed. So yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been good. And I mean, uh, tuning yeah. into these games, you get to see lots of Mick magic as well. Um, yeah. dude's been on a tear lately.
1: So, uh, so yes, the uh, the Battle of Alberta tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, is at six thirty Pacific, uh, seven thirty Mountain.
0: Cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's fun time. All right. yeah. I yeah, I'm I love this series, man. It's been so good. Someone asked the question. Yeah. I don't remember who it was, but someone asked, like, what's your favorite playoff series of all time. And I said, this is probably going to go down as one of them. Could be coming. Um, Yeah, so it's, yes, it's 3-1 Edmonton, but the series is still far from over. Yeah. In my opinion. Like like we've seen with Colorado, St. Louis, even just tonight. Like Colorado was up 3-1. Looked like they were going to win. They were literally a minute away from winning it, and now they're going to game six. Yeah. So. Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculousness. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Yes, the playoffs, anything can happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's the Stanley Cup playoffs so far, and um, I guess probably by the next time we do an episode, the, the series will probably be
1: over. Uh, yeah, they will be. So, yeah, next next Wednesday, uh, because we yeah. are we 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 did i guess we're we're figuring yes. this out live right now we did decide we're for round 2 we were starting on so. the once a week okay sounds good yeah, so yeah next okay. wednesday uh yeah these series will all be done will be i believe maybe even that night starting the third round so the the conference yeah. finals
0: so. depending on when these ones are actually done yeah but we yeah. could very well be um starting or have already started round mm-hmm. 3 the conference yeah. finals yeah so very exciting stuff we're uh we're in the, the back, well, almost in the back half of the Stanley Cup finals now with season two, round two coming <laughs> to an end. It's It's been a lot of talking doing these watch alongs. It has lately. been. It's, yeah. I'm My like, voice
1: was rough this morning.
0: Yeah. It's starting it to probably catch be up rough to me t- just t- tomorrow bit. morning after this, too. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's we do uh, it for you, the people. Yeah. And for our own enjoyment. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, yeah. Let's let's get into some what's quacking here. You got a couple things.
1: So. Yeah. All right, Carter. I'll let you dictate which path we go down first. Do we want to keep it hockey for the last let's, little bit here, let's or do keep we... it hockey. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So this was a uh, looks like a Facebook post um, that was on a uh, on a page Northside Hub in Edmonton. Hey everyone, I'm trying to help a good friend out. He paid $1,800 for two tickets in the lower bowl for game four of the Oilers versus Flames at Rogers Place. That's a that's a lot of money, but man, those would be good seats. Oh, absolutely. It turns out that the game happened to end up scheduled on the same day as his wedding. <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> he is, and so he's looking for someone to take his place. It's at St. Anthony's Church in St. Albert at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Her name is Ashley. She's about 5'6", 130. She likes to dance and is a fabulous cook. She'll be the one in the white dress.
0: <laughs> I, I 100% <laughs> knew that's where that was going. I was like, this has to be a, like <laughs> l- looking for a replacement for the, the groom, not for the, not for the tickets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I sent this to my girlfriend saying, you'd kill me. And she just said, divorce. Oh, but I I get a good chuckle out of that one. So there's some uh I mean obviously that I at least I would hope that's a joke, but at the same time, uh that that's why I refuse if uh if when I when I get married in the future, hopefully. Um that uh I I I will not be having it during hockey season if I can help it, or like very early on in the season. So, and I will have somebody keeping me updated and mm-hmm. everything like that. I apologize in advance.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? There is tons of opportunity to have nice weddings from mid July to like mid like end of September, middle of October, depending on when they yeah decide to start it. There's tons of nice days yeah during that time. Like, exactly. why Why do you have to have a wedding in May or June during <laughs> N- the NHL playoffs? Like, you know it's playoff time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, p- just pick a different date. <laughs> it's
1: not hard. <laughs> you gotta do, like, September. It's preseason. The weather's just starting to cool down and that kind of thing. Yeah, It's still, it's still nice. You don't have... It's not like the transition to fall just yet. It's, it's perfect time, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Yeah. It's not like a birthday where you can't really help the fact that you were born at a certain time of the year. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's a wedding. You, but you can you help the fact that hey, you know around
1: the time that playoffs are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and playoffs matter. <laughs> yeah, the the only time that it would have gotten messed up is during the bubble playoffs, but you weren't getting married that that time anyways. Like if you if you yeah, exactly. had your wedding planned for August, <laughs> like it wasn't happening. <laughs> no, exactly. Like everything else was getting me- messed yep. up. So
1: uh, we got this comment from Ali. Did you see the proposal that happened uh, that battle of Alberta uh, for game four, actually, last night's game between mm-hmm. an Oilers fan and a Flames fan, too? Uh, yeah, and we said, yeah, and we'll say it again here. Congratulations to the uh, the hopefully happy couple. We'll see what tomorrow night brings, but um, <laughs> yeah. they, they, uh, they they might be sleeping in separate rooms for the next couple of nights. We'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, the, uh, the dude must have be a pretty good sport about it and not take hockey too seriously. If he proposes yeah, exactly. to his girlfriend when the Oilers are up three nothing, so <laughs> yeah, I was gonna,
1: I was gonna say the, the car ride home is her going. Yeah, well, guess what? My team won tonight, and I got engaged. The fuck did
0: you do? Yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> did you get out of tonight? <laughs> yeah, like if if my girlfriend was a Flames fan. Okay, this that hurt. I'm gonna you be to stretching say, things a little bit. It? it did, it did, a <laughs> even lot.
1: though it's imaginary, that hurt you to say,
0: yeah. Because, first of all, that wouldn't happen, anyways. Like, that's <laughs> that's basically a deal breaker. But, um, if yeah, if my girlfriend was a Flames fan and we were at a Battle of Alberta playoff game and the Flames were up three nothing and she decided that that was the time to propose to me. I would have been like, fuck no, sit down. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Get those cameras off of me. This isn't happening yeah. right now. I'd be like, absolutely. Did you see the scoreboard? Like, no. <laughs> McDavid just got tripped and no penalty on the plate. And you're asking me to marry you? <laughs>
1: I am not in the mood right now. You can see the makeup running down my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just threw my beer and third, chipped my fingernail. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, all right.
0: Uh, But yes, it was a it was a magical moment.
1: Yes, it was a very magical moment. And again, congratulations to
0: the happy couple. Yeah. Okay. What else you got for us here on what's quiet? All
1: right. So we'll loop it around again one more time. Uh, Back to some uh, some Kenobi talk here. I came across this. So just to remind everybody of the original clip from uh, the original Star Wars movie, then later renamed A New Hope. Uh, Just and, and watch Disney plug or like pull this episode because of like (laughs) seven seconds watch it uh but we we all know this classic line that when i kind of thought about it this one line is never brought up again for the rest of like the original trilogy but it spawned three other movies and a t and two tv series Mm -hmm. here you go you fought in the clone wars yes i was once a jedi knight the same as your father Now, what Obi-Wan actually is thinking inside uh, when he's asked the question, you fought in the Clone Wars, is, Luke, I didn't just fight in the Clone Wars, I fucking started the Clone Wars. Your mom was nearly murdered by worms, so I went up the chain of command until I was captured by Christopher Lee and these bugs making clicking sounds. Your parents came to rescue me, but fucked that up too. Then a bunch of dudes identical to a man that was just beheaded showed up. Shit was wild, kid. I even got to lay pipe with Mandalorians, try out bounty hunting, and have sexually tense encounters with a bald lady every other week, all
0: because of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's really taking one line and stretching it. But like, you're you're not wrong. Either. No, not wrong <laughs> whatsoever.
1: The, the Clone Wars were started essentially because of that. And yeah, he is not wrong, especially, <laughs> especially the, the, the thing of uh, have sexually tense encounters with a bald lady every other week. Carter, how much of the Clone Wars TV series have you watched?
0: Uh, I, I've seen probably like the first three, maybe four seasons, but that was when it was like came out on TV. So that yeah. was a long ass time ago. Okay.
1: Do you remember at least the, the dark side user who was that bald girl, like with the two red lightsabers? Do you remember her at all?
0: maybe if I saw a picture but honestly okay, me... I'm honestly I'm picturing the uh, alien from Lilo and Stitch right now just lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> the lightsabers uh, the I forget her name but the one that that sends the um, I want to say Jabba is it is his name Jabba in Lilo and Stitch
1: no no it's Um,
0: not.
1: I I don't remember that's a movie I haven't seen in yeah. years and Bleakley. I want to watch
0: it thank you thank you Ali please. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, I'm pulling up. Uh, so the, the character that is referring to is uh, Asajj Ventress, um, and uh, yeah, here. Where is sure screen the Chrome tab? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There it is. Uh, th- this lady here.
0: Okay, yeah, I've seen her you recognize before, her a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Honestly, very similar to that that lady from um, Lilo and Stitch.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, uh, when you finally go to watch that series, which I do highly recommend, honestly, um, yeah, when you go and watch that, you'll, there's definitely like some weird sexually intense encounters for, for whatever reason, (laughs) it definitely feels that way. So yeah, it's like, like they're fighting each other and they're like, they're flirting at the same time. It's really, it's, it's odd, but it's funny at the same
0: time so um, sorry we gotta we, we gotta address this Lilo and Stitch thing because Ali set on it now, okay but, uh, she says no wait Pleakley is the one that comes to Lilo's house in his green yeah the, the squidward looking one that like loves mosquitoes until they eat him alive um, but uh, Lilo and Stitch characters
1: are you talking like the like the head of whatever
0: of, of whatever alien organization yeah, yeah. uh
1: yeah. What's, oh, her, what's name? her Lilo and Stitch characters? Yeah, we're 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 deep yeah. diving into this. We've done Scooby Doo, and now we're doing Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> uh, just Grand Councilwoman. Is that that's just her name? That's her name. Ground, that's Grand Grand
0: Councilwoman. Yep. Okay. The the other guy I was thinking of that I thought was Jabba. What what's his name? The one that that goes uh, with Pleakley. Jumba. Um, Jumba. Okay, so it was close. Yep. At Jabba. Jumba. <laughs> Jukuba. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I don't even remember why I brought that up, but I was uh I don't remember either. Oh yeah, cuz we were talking about that that lady from Oh yeah. the from Star Wars and I was like when you said bald lady I thought of the Grand Councilwoman from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. So that's
1: fair. So, yeah, the Grand Councilwoman is the leader of the United Galactic Federation in Lilo and Stitch. As the most powerful figure in the galaxy, others occasionally refer to her as your majesty and your highness. On the whole, she is both reasonable and well intentioned, but has little patience for criminals. Nice.
0: Yeah, I gotta go I gotta go back and watch that movie. That's a classic. It's a good one. Yeah. It's my go-to sick movie. Whenever I'm sick, I just put that. Ah, on. That's a,
1: you're sick all the time, dude. Are you just constantly watching that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. All right.
0: Well, I think that's uh that's a good uh pretty good episode there. Good good back yeah. to work after like a week and a half there so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go and uh, yeah and we'll be back next week uh, we are going to once a week now for at least the remainder of the playoffs and a little bit after that mm-hmm. but uh, yeah catch us every Wednesday right here
0: yeah and we've got same, Watch same along. bad show same bad channel <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that's what said on the NMS series uh, we we are doing watch-alongs um, for the rest of the Battle of Alberta. So Game 5 for sure, which is Thursday, 7.30 Mountain, 6.30 Pacific. And then if needed, Game 6 will be on Saturday. Uh, time to be determined for that. And then Game 7 will be on Monday uh, if needed as well. So stay tuned to that I, on the yeah. Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel and at HockeyPodNet. You can follow myself at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. And Nate. Where can they follow you?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at TateNamas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S.
0: Perfect. And uh, at Quack Report Pod is our show, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and the Quack Report on YouTube there. And yeah, that is it. Thank you guys for tuning in to this live stream or the replay on Thursday, and we'll see you next week.